2: Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to
0: your daily routine.
1: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have
2: a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start.
1: L A S -S I K,
0: LASIK.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back
2: with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time,
0: we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to Help I Suck at Dating, a new episode. I'm, of course, Jared Haven, joined by Dean Ungler. We have a very special guest. Uh, you know her from the most recent season of The Bachelor. It is Genevieve Parisi. Genevieve, how are you doing? I'm doing
2: really well. How
0: are you doing? I'm doing well. Did you did I say your last name correctly? You did. I'm yes. very very proud of myself. Yes. So uh, before we jump into the episode, we have to talk to Dean for a quick second. Dean, where the hell are you?
1: <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, uh, First of all, hello, good morning. Um, I hope you guys all had a great week. Um, sorry, my friend isn't putting his seatbelt on. Oh, that's my bad. I'm driving through. Oh God, Mexico right now. We're at a we're at a bachelor party for one of my good buddies who's getting married in a couple months. And you know, I thought I was going to be able to just like take an like chip an hour out of the day and go record. Uh, but it turns out uh, that's not that's not allowed at the bachelor party. I guess so. I, uh, I need to bow out for today's episode, which I hate doing, you know, because this is the highlight of my week every single week, talking to you guys, getting to our emails, but I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm backed into a corner here.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, enjoy your time at the bachelor party. What part of Mexico are you in?
1: We're in Ensenada, not Encinitas, like we all thought, but Ensenada.
0: Where's Ensenada?
1: It's like four hours south of Los Angeles. So it's, uh, We drove down. We're down here to surf and golf and we're going to, like a vineyard today and stuff you cross tijuana you go past tijuana that's my friend josh all right anyway, we're gonna let I, you go I, dean I uh i probably gotta go before <laughs> anything else all
0: right did his audio drop oh god uh genevieve <laughs> welcome to podcasting with deanie babies holy god thank uh, you
2: yeah that was uh, that was
0: interesting anywho welcome uh Whew! Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Genevieve, uh, how are you? (laughs)
2: I'm doing well. That was a nice start. How are you doing?
0: just constant chaos in the world of Help, I Suck at Dating here at iHeartRadio. But we're very grateful for everybody who listens to this podcast. Sometimes I really wonder why they do, but I love it. I really do. Uh, Genevieve, obviously you were on this past season of The Bachelor, so I want to talk a little bit about that. You are from Massachusetts, right? But you live in L.A.?
2: I am. I'm actually in Massachusetts right now visiting family, but I am from here and I live in LA.
0: I'm not gonna lie, the house that you're in, it was it looks such like a Massachusetts house. I love every second of it.
2: Yeah. It yeah. Does not look like <laughs> Wait, you're are in you LA. In Rhode
0: Island? I am in Rhode Island. We are currently in West Greenwich, Rhode Island. My sister lives in Rehoboth.
2: Oh, no way. My aunt lives in East Greenwich. Oh that's so funny. Oh, E. G? Yeah, Oh my. that's crazy.
0: So we're moving. We're going to build uh, an EG. My favorite town ever is East Greenwich. Uh, do you go there a lot?
2: I go there sometimes, like um, family gatherings and stuff. I go to my aunt's often. I love it there.
0: So my shameless plug, my favorite restaurant there is La Masada, And it's right on Main Street. So there's also Main Street coffee there. Incredible place. One of the places that inspired me to open. So my my wife and I, we opened uh, a coffee shop uh slash lounge. It's called Audrey's Coffee House and Lounge. Uh and it's inspired from, from a place in East East Greenwich. Anyway, uh it's, cool. it's so cool. Where, that's where's awesome.
2: Where is your coffee
0: shop? Uh South Kingston, Rhode Island. So uh oh my gosh. I'll yeah. have to come by. Please do. It's in South County Commons. How long are you in yeah. Massachusetts for?
2: I'm here for like a week and then going to New York for a week to visit my sister.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. So was, yeah. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. You got to come down. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure everybody loves us talking about Rhode Island, Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, Genevieve, how'd you get on the bachelor?
2: Um, so someone actually reached out to me on Instagram um, and that they are casting for a dating show. And um, if I want to hear more information, just um, give her a call. So I did. And she said it was a bachelor and I, have, I haven't watched recent seasons, but I watched um, Colton's season. Maybe that was the last one I watched, so mm-hmm. however long ago that was. Um, and so I was like, okay, why not? So I went through the process, and it was kind of last minute, actually. They reached out to me pretty late. And I went through all the interviews and everything, and then they gave me the call and said I was on. And I, I tried to not get my hopes up, um, so I was just waiting to hear. And I was pretty surprised. And then I had a week had to pack everything get
0: everything ready and go. Yeah. It's crazy. I did the exact same thing. I didn't want to get my hopes up. I didn't, I tried not telling anybody cause I didn't want to be the person who's like, Oh, I'm casting to be on the bachelorette and then not get on the show. And then exactly. even when I finally got the call to go on the show, I was convinced I was going to be like an extra. Cause I heard mm-hmm. that they fly extra people out who never go out night one. There's they Thank like, you. yeah. If there's like 25 people on night one, they'll fly out 28 and there's like three reserves, but they don't tell you you're a reserve. And then that work night out. they say, Hey, you know, so sorry. It just didn't work out.
2: Yeah, I know. So that's what I was. Just, I mean, the fact they reached out to me, I had a little confidence. I was like, hopefully they wouldn't be reaching out to me if they were just trying to cut me. But, um, I still didn't want to get my hopes up. Like you said. So I was just waiting. And like, also same thing. I didn't, I told my parents and that's about it. And my sister, um, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to, Oh. like have that and then have people asking me and then you have to say no I didn't make it so
0: yeah yeah speaking of East Greenwich I was mad at my mother because of course my mother cannot hold anything in so I get the call finally that they wanted me to be on the show and I begged my parents not to tell anybody but she was like listen I just want a small dinner with like your close family and friends you know as a send-off I'm like mom I could be home in three days you know, like nothing right. could happen. But of course she wanted to do it. So I was like, whatever. So we went to Meritage in East Greenwich. And then it was so embarrassing because my mom was like, oh, like to the waitress. She said like, oh, my oh. son, my son's going to film. He's, he might be on The batch. He's going to be on The Bachelor. I'm like, mom, <laughs> shut the hell up. I mean, thank God Hindsight's 2020. It all worked out. But I mean, yeah, I was the final Rose on night one. I could have easily just oh, gone home word. and known like that none of this would have ever happened
2: really so i the final rose house that that's got to be like Oh. I was like in the middle and I was terrified.
0: <laughs> I was coming up like with every excuse in my head, like, okay, hey, listen, you know, it was uh, you had a great experience. You got you got to be yep. on TV for a hot second, you got to see this Bachelor Mansion and and meet mm-hmm. producers and get flown out to LA. Like so many people can't say that. So you shouldn't right. be, you know, ashamed or anything like that. And then Caitlin called my name and I was like, like talking
2: oh. your yeah, pep talking yourself, right? I was like, oh, okay, hell so yes. Polly said go down the driveway to the lab. I'm like repeating everything that he said for if you don't get a rose. Um, but yeah, luckily it worked out for both of us. <laughs> Thank
0: God. Uh, so what did you uh, think of uh, Clayton? How was your connection with him?
2: Um, my connection with Clayton, it was pretty good. Um, it started off like there were these there were butterflies and I feel like there was an instant connection, kind of a spark. Um as the season went on, not getting a one on one and just kind of being on the group dates and not getting too much time, you know how it works, um, not getting too much time and seeing all the other relationships past yours kind of, um, it, it brought me back a bit. Um, and so, not having that time, Clayton and I, we, I, I really like him as a person. I think he's an amazing person, but towards
0: the Is end he an amazing of- person? <laughs> I, I don't know him. I'm sure he's, he's a very guy. nice. I, since I was trying to give him a break on the show for everything that happened, kind of, I like playing devil's advocate. I don't yeah. know. I've seen interviews since in social media and I'm like, huh, I wonder, maybe, I don't know. Not to say he's a bad okay. person.
2: Okay, yeah. Um. So, I mean, hey, I knew him for a month and I talked to him for a total hour of that month. So I don't really know. But I do think, I've never been the lead, obviously. So I don't know what it's like, but I feel like it has to be hard to navigate that. But with that said, watching the last episode and the episode, the second to last episode, it's 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 interesting because he did say to Susie, to go back to all this, he did say I love you the most. And then he told Gabby and Rachel, it's whoever I love the most. So that I do think was just a mess and just wrong. But I think maybe in in the moment. I don't know what he was thinking. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because I don't know what it's like to be in his shoes. But it, it was bad. Watching it back, I was like, oh, gosh. And I felt terrible for Gabby and Rachel.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. And uh, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt on the show because it's you're in the moment. You're surrounded by cameras. Right. Everything's amped up, especially when you know that something might not – like if you know you made a mistake and then it you're in your own head – so you try to overcorrect the mistake and you only end up making it worse and digging the hole deeper. And then you're aware that that's happening and everything is being recorded and you you realize you're spiraling out of control. Like, I get it. I get why yeah. people could just easily lose themselves for like 10 minutes and then it just being horrible. Um, anywho, that's all I wanted to say yeah, about no, that. Yeah, interesting. Like, I
2: see social media too. Like, and it's back, some people are like, Come on, give him a break. But some people are like, you—he didn't have to tell everyone he loves them. He didn't have to beg them to stay. A lot of stuff. So it's hard. I want to—I do think he's a good guy. I think he has good intentions. Let's hear. I don't Glad know to if he went about it in the right way. I and I—and
0: I hope him and Susie do work out. I do really like You're these. Right, Being from the show, it's like I want these couples to work out. I really do. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no. And I do think um, they seem really I mean, they seem happy and we only get what's on social media. So we don't know. But um, I do hope that they work out, too.
0: Yeah. So how's life post show?
2: Life post show has been good. At first it was I just slept for like two weeks straight. I didn't get out of bed. And it was a lot, Um, I was pretty anxious and just like not knowing, like I'm about to watch myself on TV and I don't know what I'm gonna look like. I don't know what I'm gonna sound like. I don't know how it's gonna be edited. So it was scary, but after the first episode um, I started getting excited to watch it. And so life's been pretty good. Um, I've been kind of hanging low because I don't love going out and people like, oh my God, you're Genevieve Mm -hmm. and it's LA. So like a lot of people in LA, um, I guess recognize you. Yeah. but, yeah, it's been – no, it's been good. It's been really good. Do
0: you think people in L.A. recognize you? If you go out in Massachusetts, I bet you get way more people that will recognize you. I know. You. I
2: haven't been – ha- this is the first time I've been home since um, I got back, since um, it filmed – it aired, sorry. So we'll have to see.
0: No need to apologize yeah. for that. I, uh, Yeah, I uh, – you know what? I I completely understand where you're coming from. When, when this show first happened, I would go out and people would be like, can I have a picture with you? And I'd be like, right. listen, I I promise you don't want a picture with me. I'm I'm very lame. I like <laughs> that's
2: the thing, and I'm like, I look like this. Do you really want a picture with me? Like, and I'm but, nobody. <laughs> I
0: know. Trust me. I feel the same way. I still do. But honestly, it's yeah. uh, you know, when when I like step back, it's such a cool experience and so much fun and like a once in a lifetime, you know. Ashley and I are both very aware that one day no one's going to want a picture with us and that day is probably coming that's soon. That's true. And so like <laughs> we like are really very humbled by it anytime someone's like can I have a picture with you? Like we would love that because that's really mm-hmm. cool that anybody's excited to meet us. Um but right. it is like it definitely takes time to get used to that because I remember the first it was just exactly. like weird. Um but uh, that's good. So I'm I'm very curious. I don't know if you can talk about it because there's so many there's so much speculation about Paradise coming up this year whether it's going to happen or not which is crazy talk to me if if paradise doesn't happen i mean i know it's just rumor mills on online but my question yeah. to you is is there potential for us to see you down at a beach in mexico
2: i want to i would like to think so
0: oh it could uh, okay that's good that makes yeah, me feel I, like it's happening
2: i i would hope so i've i've seen these rumors too and i'm like wondering where they're coming from
0: okay uh, well the, i I'm, I'm assuming the rumors are coming from the fact that the bachelorette is not airing until july and usually paradise airs in august so that makes me think when is Paradise going to air because if Bachelorette airs in July, are they going to air Paradise and Bachelorette simultaneously or they're going to push Paradise back to like whenever the hell Bachelorette would end airing September or October?
2: I would think if, if I had to guess, it would be after. It would feel be like, like after the Bachelorette.
0: I feel like this is uh, an educated guess. Which I like. Yes, we're, it
2: is. It is an educated guess. We're breaking news
0: here on help I suck at dating. We have an insider. That's how. So, Easton, if you're listening, let's uh, make sure the name of this podcast is "Breaking News Paradise" will air in September. Uh, Inside <laughs> source confirms. Say it. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing.
2: I honestly like. I it, it could not happen. I don't know, but I really do hope that it is.
0: And I hope I that happen. we see. Would you? So you would say yes if, if asked to go back on Paradise?
2: Um, most likely I would. If I were asked to go, I would
0: go. Good. That's awesome. My advice for everybody when they're like, should I do Paradise or should I not do Paradise? My advice, I mean, 99.9% of the time, it's very rare, is do it. Go on Paradise. Have fun. Enjoy it. Because I've had friends, excuse me, who have said no to Paradise for a multitude of reasons. And then the following year, they're like, okay, I'm ready to go on Paradise now. And production's like, well, we have, you know, 25 new guys and 25 new girls, like, if we, we you know of course we'd love to have you on but we're just trying to figure everything out right now and then they don't get invited on and it sucks because uh, they lose yeah. that opportunity you know that's
2: true i know it's crazy because it seems like we. well if we just finished filming in what in october november mm-hmm. it seems like we're jumping right back into it if like we did it would probably be filming probably in the summer so seems like a lot but like you said i think i would regret it if i didn't go and just oh. to give it a shot just to give it a shot, see if I meet someone. And you met, didn't you meet Ashley? Yeah, so we met
0: on the show. We ended up dating off the show. It's a very long and convoluted story. And then we ended up making a cameo on Paradise where we got engaged, which was really cool because even though it was on the show, that really was the beach where we first met. So it was very significant to both of us. Um, But uh, yeah, no, we met on Paradise. Hell yeah.
2: That's awesome. And see, I really do, like, I've seen a lot of couples come out of it. So I have hopes. I have high hopes for it. So I do hope that it happens and I hope I'm invited and I get to be there.
0: Well, I hope all of the same. And Paradise definitely has the highest success rate, I think, of couples now.
2: Yeah, more than um, Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons, I would say.
0: Yeah, it's very sad that Bachelor and Bachelorette just don't last anymore. It's very tragic. But Paradise, keep it strong.
2: Yeah, I know. I'll try. If I'm there, I will try to keep it strong. yeah. Come out of that. All
0: right, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and then we're going to come back, and we have some hot topics and emails to go over. Uh, so stay tuned. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We have a couple of hot topics. Dean is uh still down in Mexico doing God knows what. I just hope he's driving safely cuz it sounded like there was like a lot of dudes in one car buckling up while he was trying to record a podcast very quickly and it was early in the morning and hopefully they're not drinking yet. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I
1: don't know about
0: that. I know bachelor parties. Fingers crossed everything is going well down there. But Genevieve, we do have a couple of hot topics that I wanted to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, do you know who Andy Dorfman is? She was a former bachelorette.
2: Yeah, actually.
0: Um, so she recently just so she uh, was the bachelorette before my season. Well, not my season, but the season I was on of the bachelorette, Caitlin. And that crazy thing about um, it's so weird because like I always just talk about people as if everybody knows, but Nick Vial, uh, who's a very good friend of mine. Nick was on Andy season first before he crashed our season of The Bachelorette where he came halfway through Caitlyn's season. And uh, it's weird. I remember before I went on The Bachelorette, I watched an episode of Andy's season to prepare myself to say, okay, well, what, you know, I mean, I obviously know of the show, but, you know, to watch it and see what it's about. And I remember seeing an episode where Nick was just being crucified by his fellow cast members and they made him look like the biggest jerk. And uh, it's so funny to think that, that was Nick. Um, anywho, awesome.
2: yeah. huh? I did do a podcast with him, so I have met him. Um, oh, you did? On the podcast, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, cool. After Nick's awesome.
2: Was, oh, I did that, so.
0: Oh, good. Uh, yeah. He's a good dude. I love Nick. Uh, mm-hmm. He's such an acquired taste. Uh, but in not <laughs> actually, not <laughs> oh, anymore. Yeah, you're all right on
2: that.
0: I, well, honestly, like I don't feel. I feel like he's just not to talk about Nick, but. Um, you know, I used to always say about Nick that there was like such moments of greatness within him. Uh, I'm never like, but then there'd be moments where like we, would, it would literally just be me and him at lunch and he would be on his phone 97% of the time. And just like. <laughs> the,
2: worst. the worst. I'll call so, people out for that. I'm like, oh, I did. I'm not fun.
0: <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. But then there'll be moments of Nick that were just so good and he was such a good friend. I'll never forget. We were watching uh, the Bruins, the Boston Bruins. I'm a. A Boston Bruins fan. They were in the Stanley Cup finals. I was living in LA at the time. And we went out to go watch the game and we we're with our friends Tanner and Jade, who are also a Bachelor in Paradise couple, and they have a couple kids. And Nick was there as well. And it was me and Ashley. And then Tanner and Jade, there was, I don't forget, there was like a moment and like the kids were crying and Tanner couldn't help. And Jade was like emotional. I forget. Like it was just like a very quick moment where the kids were crying. And I remember Nick just like grabbed the baby and was like, I got this. And just like helped rock the baby and and like let Jade like compose herself for a minute right. while Tanner I think was dealing was, was dealing with the other kid and I was like bro that like that's, that's awesome that
2: says something yeah that says something about him
0: yeah it does you know it really does and um but now I think so like but now I feel like that that Nick that was like there sixty percent of the time and the other forty percent was when he was on his phone all the time at lunch. Like, he's that way 100% of the time now. And I think he's so happy with Natalie, uh, which is his girlfriend. Oh,
1: that's mm-hmm.
0: It's, like, really cool to see that he's just completely head over heels in love with this girl. And, uh, anywho, it's weird talking.
2: Well, he doesn't suck at dating, so.
0: <laughs> he, he does not. Dude, do you know, like, that guy, do you know how many of my friends, or, like, excuse me, not my friends, but, like, how many people come into the coffee shop? And I'm like, oh, like, who do you want me to, you know, ask to come to the coffee shop and do an event with? so many nick so many really? Nick fans oh yeah they just they want to huh. there's like a certain appeal though nick you know what i mean who like are,
2: who are some of the other people that like they'll say like most popular
0: uh well obviously like they just like they i, I think a lot of people who know like who like come in and, and want to talk to ashley and i know that we're really good friends with dean and ben and nick and so they probably oh, say okay. those obviously tyler cameron big you know Oh, okay yeah you know I'm he's sure. a, he's a big hit uh yeah mostly yeah most it's guys i guess uh um, yeah who the hell else yeah i don't know off top that's, of my head. A, no that's a, <laughs>
2: that's a good list
0: um but what was i saying i don't even know what the, oh andy dorfman holy shit i can't believe i went on this Sorry. she's I'm engaged
2: no she's it engaged. was my fault
0: she's engaged so andy dorfman is engaged to her boyfriend will now fiance blaine hart and she says that i finally found love which is really cool uh, I've only met Andy, I met her twice, I think. The first time was at Tanner and Jade's wedding. Um, God, Jesus, that was back in 2016. Holy crap, that was oh, wow. s- so six long. years oh, ago. My
2: God. Yeah, that sounds, it just sounds so long ago.
0: How old are you, Genevieve?
2: I, I feel old. I'm 26. How old are
0: you? <sighs> I'm 33. <laughs> so oh, you were okay. 20. You were 20 back in 2016. And I was 26. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god! I work with so many college students too at the coffee shop because you know uh, we're next to a university, and it's just so bad because I'm I feel old. You know what I mean? Like I'm not old; I'm 33. But right. man, oh yeah, there is like a generational gap. <laughs> it's, oh, apparent, yeah. it's apparent. It's um, apparent. But Andy Dorfman cool. is engaged. Wanted to say congratulations. That's super exciting for her. Obviously, she was on uh, Juan Pablo season of The Bachelor uh where that whole thing where like uh he was like it's okay it's okay and she's like it's I not about okay that,
2: but i'm remembering it now i do yeah. i remember him i don't remember how the season ended but i remember he wasn't a favorite a fan no.
0: favorite one <laughs> pablo uh he yeah i just remember that moment um so i didn't see that season but of course i went back um and watched that moment because it was what so many people talked about where he was like it's okay it's okay and she's like it's not okay and then she wrote a book titled it's not okay
2: <laughs> oh my gosh did not know that that's
0: yeah funny. um it's, it's okay. so I want to say congratulations to Andy Dorfman on being engaged yeah, that's fantastic. super exciting um that is
2: amazing.
0: very happy for her. I know it's a long time coming
2: congrats to you Andy
0: <laughs> yeah congrats Andy Obviously, she's a big fan of the podcast she listens all the time
2: oh that's nice
0: I'm kidding. She definitely doesn't listen. You're kidding. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. You didn't say
2: that with confidence. (laughs) Uh,
0: And then our second uh, headline, of course, we got to talk about the Will Smith, Chris Rock uh, slap heard around the world. Did you see this moment?
2: I did. I've just seen it like all over social media.
0: Were you watching live?
2: No, I was not watching live for you.
0: I was because Ashley was upstairs recording a podcast. I was like flipping in and out of the Oscars. I'm a huge film buff. I love the Oscars. Unfortunately, I don't really care anymore, as most people don't. Um, so I was kind of in and out. But thank God I was watching. So my, my my wife and I have an eight-week-old. His name is Dawson. So I was holding Dawson, and uh, I was watching it. And Chris Rock came out, and I was thinking in my head. I was like, I wish Chris Rock was hosting the Oscars this year. That would have been fun. Uh, and then he made the joke, the GI Jane joke, and I obviously had no idea that Jada pickett Smith had alopecia, and uh, and then I I saw it and I saw Will Smith walk up and slap him, and I was like, oh, that's it's you know obviously a bit and haha, and then I it was weird because on the live broadcast it just went silent for like fifteen seconds, and they showed Will Smith, and you can easily read his lips where he said, "Get my wife's name out your effing mouth." And it showed that, but it was silent. And then I was like, what the hell is going on? And then I saw the rest of Chris Rock's, you know, where, where he was doing the nominations. And he was so flustered. And I thought to myself, there's no way this is real. There is no way that Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars. And then, of course, ended up being real.
2: Yeah, I think it's real. Everyone's still saying it's a bit. I'm like, no. No. I don't think Will Smith would do that to himself. Like, I don't think. Yeah,
0: I don't think Will Smith would have screamed, uh, "Get your wife's get my wife's name out of your effing mouth!" If it wasn't real. I mean, did you see right. uh, Lupita Nyong'o's reaction in the background?
2: Yes, yes, it she was so good.
1: She, <laughs>
0: she was. It was so good. It was like everyone's reaction around the world. Everybody yes. just looked at Lupita and was like, "Yeah, that was exact exactly how I reacted."
2: At first, I didn't know, like I I had to figure out all the the stuff behind it. I didn't know she had alopecia and I apparently Chris Rock did not know either. Um, And I never think it's okay to make fun of someone's mental health or physical health or whatever it may be. But like, I think there's a time and place and going up there and smacking someone. And like, there's a full audience too. So I feel like it just flustered everyone, not only Chris Rock. So it was, it was a lot. Could have been handled differently.
0: Yeah, I think, listen, yeah, it was a joke that was probably a little below the belt. You know, he might not have known that she had alopecia, and that, you know, it was maybe distasteful. Okay, we can all move on from that. But Will Smith walked up, I guess what bothers me is his sense of entitlement, because I love Will Smith. He's one of my favorite actors of all time, and, you know, he still is. I I, I still love his movies. It's not like this is tarnishing, you know, his entire uh, character for me, but still, Like, the sense of entitlement that you have to have to walk up on stage, slap another person, walk back, sit down in front of hundreds of of people in the auditorium and millions of people watching and just, like, not expect any repercussions. And then, I mean, there's so many, like, reports coming out that, like, oh, the Oscars asked him to leave and he refused and then... You know, the LAPD was ready to arrest him. But Chris Rock said, no, I don't want to press any charges. The fact is security at the like I, I totally get and I respect that Chris Rock was like, no, I don't want to make a situation worse. I don't want press charges. Totally, totally respect that and get it. And I I like I love Chris Rock and I only love Chris Rock more for after this moment. Right. But like as whoever's running the Oscars. Like, you gotta just get security in. And if Will Smith refuses to leave, you get security and you escort him out. Like, you can't just allow one guy to literally hit another person and then just not do anything about it. And then he wins best. Yeah. Yeah like sit down
2: he literally just sat down like he like did you see him fix his coat after like after he slapped him walking back he like fixed his coat and then sat down like nothing just happened
0: <laughs> yeah so, and it, and it seems so out of character for will smith that was the crazy part I was I like what the hell is going on and then he was partying afterwards you see other videos like he was saying getting jiggy with it and it was just okay. like this is weird because he never he you know he obviously apologized to chris rock the day after which is all pr talk at that point right, you know right. um and his speech was, it was a little all over the place. Like, I didn't know, nobody knew what the hell he was going to say, and he was emotional, and it was, like, a heavy moment. But, like, then the, like, everybody gave him a standing ovation and was like, what the hell is going on?
2: I didn't know. See, I didn't watch the whole thing. But, yeah, it's like, do something about it. Because it's just like, oh, that's totally fine. He's allowed to stay and get a standing ovation and all this when he just assaulted someone.
0: Yeah, dude, like, he slapped him, and I understand, like, you know, it's, let's not go overboard, I'm not saying that he should be, like, you know, in jail for 10 years over this, but, like, I mean, he, how can, you gotta escort him out, and I know that they say, well, he refused, yeah, you, you get security, you know, you say, hey, okay, well, we're gonna get security, we're gonna escort you out, because we can't allow you to stay here after you just assaulted another guy in front of millions of people, so... I don't know. Right. It was a weird situation, uh, and uh, very
2: weird. I didn't know what to think of it at first. I was like, "Okay, Chris Rock shouldn't have made fun of Jada for um, her hair or no hair." Um, mm-hmm. But then I was like, "This just that could have been handled so much differently." And it, yeah,
0: yeah. It I mean, you can absolutely say like, "Hey, listen, that joke was distasteful. Like, he shouldn't have right. said it," uh, but you know when you you can't just set a precedent like hey i didn't like that joke so now i'm going to walk up and <laughs> slap <laughs> the dude you know it's like yeah. jesus so uh yeah weird moment obviously uh i'm sure nobody cares about our opinions that's the other I thing know. i i actually really like daniel radcliffe uh when he i don't know if you saw he was on some talk show and uh he's like i'm so bored of everybody's opinion about this and i was like yeah i know but we host a podcast so we gotta like at least say our two cents on it very quickly
2: yes yeah (laughs) even if it went a little longer than
0: i guess right yeah Yeah, i guess we gave our thoughts (laughs) sorry about that guys you can fast forward to the last part um let's get to one quick email before we wrap this podcast up uh but before we do that let's take one quick break All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, Of course, Genevieve is still here to help us answer our anonymous email. Uh, If there's any uh, producer or Easton, Mark, Hana. Oh, no, Easton. uh, All right, I'll read the email. I got it. I'll take care of it, Hana. Don't worry about it. I'm going to read today's email uh, because Mark and Easton are not here. So we'll get right into it with one of our favorite emailers, anonymous Uh, Genevieve. We just like to pretend that there's only one anonymous emailer. Uh, who just oh, keeps okay. sending us emails? And this is the story of uh, of their life. Um, so anonymous says, my boyfriend and I just moved out of state together. We have been together going on four years now. Now he lived out of state for two years during peak COVID times, and I would visit in three to month, uh, three to four month gaps but this is our first time living together full-time. We have always had a healthy relationship and great communication. Before our move, we never really fought at all. Everything was so natural and easy. Recently, we have been in a place that feels so defeating and can't seem to stay in a constant good place. He travels for work, and I have pretty bad anxiety, making it hard to stay home alone overnight sometimes. There's so much love within our relationship, but oftentimes it feels like we're coexisting rather than dating each other. I guess my question for you is, how do you take yourself out of the sad, coexisting funk and get back to the way that our relationship used to be? Um, that's tough.
2: That is tough, especially because I've never been in like anything even close to that. I've never lived with like a significant other. so. But that is tough. That's really tough. What's
0: especially your longest relationship? And... What was that? I said, what's your longest relationship?
2: Um, two and a half years.
0: Oh, so you can relate but a little it bit. it was in
2: college. So, like, it's just like a college yeah. relationship yeah, it's that college. you don't, like, it's not serious. You're not living together. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a tough one. What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, so I think one thing people forget is that it takes effort within a relationship. That you, it doesn't, do, just doesn't come naturally. I think relationships evolve. I think love evolves. And it changes. And I'm not saying it's better or for worse. I think ultimately it's for better, but that does mean it changes. You know, there's no butterflies anymore. There's none of that like flirtatious banter back and forth. Like you hang out, you talk to each other every day, you know, it just becomes stagnant. So I think my advice for you would be, for Anonymous, would be to really try to put effort into making the relationship flirtatious again and that's gonna unfortunately mean that you have to kind of go out of your way a lot of people i think within a relationship are saying well if it doesn't come natural then like it's obviously i'm not with the right person to which i would re- rebut and say well i think that after a couple of years it's not going to come so naturally anymore and that's okay right. that doesn't mean that you should break up with them it just means that you have to figure out a way to to you know, infuse, um, some uh some life back into the relationship whatever that means like setting a day apart and be like hey listen friday nights is for us you know that's our date night we go out to dinner we go to see a movie we hang in we do whatever we want to do um you know even doing like surprise little things you know like coming home and i don't know if you just like this is gonna sound ridiculous but just like making out on the couch you know what i mean just do something different
2: Yeah. No. And I, I like what you said about like setting a day, like Friday night is for us. And like she said, uh, but, sorry, anonymous said that the, uh, the partner travels a lot. So like that's something to look forward to when they get back to have that night together and like, like just little things like doing, like doing little things for each other, bringing someone a coffee, um, just little things like that. I feel like can keep it like alive.
0: Yeah, I agree. Life is made up of uh small moments that are, uh, yeah added together to create a life. So, um, yeah, Anonymous, I hope that helped. Definitely just, uh, I, you know, I remember, I've said this multiple times on the podcast, but it's such a good piece of advice that I want to repeat it. And I think one of the best advice that I ever got towards a relationship is saying that don't forget, the person that you are going to hopefully spend the rest of your life with is the person that you will have a conversation with every day for the rest of your life. So make sure that you're married with, you know, you, you marry someone that you really enjoy hanging out with uh, and having good conversation with And, um, you know, that's definitely me and Ashley. I find that I always love talking to Ashley. I always love hanging out with Ashley, but that doesn't mean that we have a perfect relationship and I can relate to anonymous that there are times, especially with the kid and pregnancy and getting older, where like, there are those moments where it does feel like, oh, we're just kind of like coexisting a little bit and we're not really dating. And so we, we really try at times to prioritize our relationship as well and say, Hey, listen, like, you know, tonight we're going out to dinner. Or tonight we're watching a movie together or cuddling or doing whatever we need to do. And, and it has really helped. And it makes us feel like we're dating again instead of just like hanging out.
2: Right. Yeah. I feel like with kids and stuff, that just bring that's a whole nother ball
0: ballgame. Oh, yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> there's just, there's, there's pee everywhere. There's uh, spit up everywhere. And it's just like, you just, you know, there's no. It's
2: hard. Uh, <laughs> I can, oh, I, I believe it.
0: It's fun though. It's really fun. Oh, I, he's, uh, I see
2: that too. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's a good kid. Uh, yeah, luckily. Aww. Um, you said eight,
2: eight weeks or eight months?
0: Eight weeks. He was born January wow. 31st.
2: Aww. He'll be well, nine weeks on Monday. Wow. Oh, how cute. Well,
0: Dawson, thank you like very that. much. Yeah. Uh, she got Dawson from Titanic.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Jack okay, Dawson. Loves- huh. So she's had this name picked out for like 20 years of her life. I'm not joking. So I'm. No but, way. Oh, I swear to God. But I liked it. So when she first but told me. I
2: it's very cute. Yeah. That's so funny. That just had to put out
0: that though. Thank you. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Once again, Dean, we are sending you our love. Please be safe. And uh, we'll see you next week. Genevieve, thank you so much. Uh, for recording with us. We really appreciate it. I think you're going to be on Thursday's episode. So we have two episodes that come out each week, Monday and Thursday, or Sunday night and Thursday. Uh, and I believe that you're going to be on Thursday's episode as well. So we look forward to that. And we have a, a guest, Jordana Abraham, that will be on Thursday's episode. Uh, but once again, thank you, everybody who's listening. Please keep emailing us. Uh, we, of course, are... Let me get the email so I don't screw this up. I suck at dating at iHeartMedia. Dot com, And of course, you can follow us on Instagram uh, and tune in next week where hopefully we all suck just a little less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen
1: to podcasts.